listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Probando uno, dos, tres. Damn, I like that effect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the treehouse officially has three. The three house, bro. The three house. The three house. No matches, dog. Straight from the dome. Straight from the dome. Ladies and gentlemen, an epic guest today. A friend. Who is it? A businessman, a family man, a local community leader, a brand, a brand ambassador. A we true just learned champion. a champion with the capital S. That's right. The capital, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Davis. Yeah, Hell yeah, bud. Thanks for cruising, Thank you, man. Thanks for yeah. cruising in here. Uh, 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 wait, 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 which one is it? Which one is it? Is it? Long side. Nope. <laughs> we gave it a shot. <laughs> We're trying to figure, trying out, to the figure out the buttons uh, on this uh, thing. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's the way we do it. Right there. there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the champion, Mr. Wonderful Bill no, Davis. Please, 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 please. Settle down. <laughs> hey, man, thank you for cruising through. Yeah. We've been trying to make this happen for a minute, and I'm just happy it finally all came together. Yeah, man, we got to do it last minute. That's what it is. You yeah, know what? I was on this girl. I was like, oh, hey. Oh, as soon as you hit me, I was like, you let me know. Today, oh, today is the only day I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it almost didn't happen because I know our, all our schedules are always like on different levels. Yeah. And then I got, I got out of work this morning, and it was raining, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This may not happen if it keeps raining. Because, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, the treehouse, you know, it's outdoors. Yeah. And it is windy today, so you might hear the winds howling. There are no crows today, so it's all good in the hood. But we have a true champion. Yeah. That's right. El Jefe, Phil Davis. Hey, brother. I'm so stoked you're here, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not very often that uh, we get somebody that's next level, you know, and back-to-back days, you know, mm-hmm. back-to-back appointments. Now with Chris Cantor, I was telling him who we had last week, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a legend in his own respect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now, it, tell us a little about yourself, bro. Man, tell you know what? I, it's weird. I, I feel like there, there, there's that element that, oh, you know, the legend, Phil Davis. But I, I feel like in Chula Vista, I'm just... Phil Davis. <laughs> just Phil Davis, you know? Is that a, I just feel, you know, uh, just from like, uh, you know, seeing you guys around, I'm like, you know, there's always, just just, just chill, you know? Chula Vista just allows me to be me. It's a cool community, I man. I love it. It, it's, it's very unassuming here. That I, lo- yeah. I love our neighborhood. I love, I love our community. You know, there's a lot of business owners in this hood, man. There's yeah. a, and we're very prideful. We're, we're, mm-hmm. Whether it's like we own our home and there's pride of ownership. You know, you own your business and there's pride of ownership. Yeah. You have your family. You're a proud family, man. We're very yeah. proud, be, proud people down here in As the South Bay. Yeah, for sure, yeah. man. I feel um, very often the, the South Bay, Chula Vista specifically, is one of those sleeping giants, often mm-hmm. overlooked, mm-hmm. Uh, often underrepresented, you know, and it's like just until a few years ago, five years ago, things started popping in the South Bay. Right. You know, I, I feel in Chula Vista, businesses started sprouting. People who have a little bit back in their name, you know, started moving here, mm-hmm. you know, this is a hotbed for MMA fighters. Yeah. The, the more and more, like, when I used to train jujitsu, I, like, oh, I just kept recognizing a lot of names. Oh, and, and he lives here. And she lives here. Yeah. And they train here. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. So before we get into all that, what brought you to Chula Vista? Uh, so I was training with, uh, with the champion, UFC champion, uh, former UFC champion, still the champion in my heart, 
Uh, Dominic Cruz. Ooh, Dominic Cruz. Yeah. So we were training in Pennsylvania. We had a training camp, and uh, we just had a bunch of guys in, and it was Dominic and John Jones, and uh, that was probably the only names you guys would recommend or remember. But um, yeah, we were all training. It was about 15, 20 of us. We were training in Pennsylvania, and uh, Dominic goes, man, dude, like I got this guy in California. You guys were really, you guys were mesh well. You're a cool dude. He's a cool dude. He's just size. Like, you you could learn a lot from him. And I was like, hey, okay, that's all I need. That's all it took. <laughs> that's all I need. Uh, where do, you know, where, where, where where's he at? Okay, all right, you know, I'll, I'll give him your contact. And and, uh, and sure enough, probably a month later, he flew, Brandon Vera flew oh, me out. Oh, yeah, the local man, the Brandon truth. Vera. Yeah, I like Brandon that. Vera. Uh, man, that guy was like a big brother to me when I moved out here. Uh, East Coast guy, moved out to the West Coast, same exact story. Uh, grew up wrestling. He did some uh, wrestling for the Air Force and then got into MMA and um, and became the truth in UFC. And um, and then the champion, more importantly, in one championship, still the champion. Um, so he's uh, he brought me out, man, put me up, showed me just a great time. And uh, very family-oriented guy. One of the most family-oriented guys uh, I met. He's just, everything was just like, hey, cool, yeah, just come over to the house. And every Sunday was like family dinner. It felt, man, it just felt so good. So it was just you. You uprooted from the East Coast and cruised out to Southern yeah. California. Yep, yep, yep. Put and down the anchor. Put down the anchor. And it, I, my whole thing was I needed to be around somebody that would beat me up every day. <laughs> I, because I, I have the confidence in myself. If you're beating me up, I will learn what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm not just going to be somebody's budget back. You know, and, uh, and and that's exactly opposite from most people. Uh, most people will um, see you as a rival. We're the same weight. We're the same size. We're the same weight class. I want to be in the UFC. You already in the UFC. I got to the UFC. Now we're, oh, we could fight. No, none of that. You're none impeding my that. path to my goal. Yeah, yeah but none of that. Why not hold, help each other get to each other's goals? You Absolutely. Know? And, and you know he uh, he was one of the original owners of Alliance Alliance yeah. Alliance MMA here in Chula Vista, home of so many champions. A lot of champions out yeah. of there, man. And making more and making more. So um, he he really set the tone for like a chill gym, like no drama, like yo, you, okay, oh we already fought, oh you guys fought, you guys could fight, cool. Are you, are you want to train or what? Like and you, you travel around, like you realize that's not common. In I was gonna say, as an aside, is not that is all. that par for the course? Like, is everybody very like um, territorial? Are they very standoffish with the new guy? If they're right. if you people are training, like does it get awkward or? So MMA kind of uh, evolved out of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, yes, and in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, if you are you know under Pedro Sauer, that's it. That's it. You no mas. That's the flag you that's fly. It. Yeah, you can go to one of our affiliate gyms because that's family. But you cannot go to, you know, Henzo's gym. Oh, God, no. You know, that's... Slapping the face. That's, yeah, the face. <laughs> that's disrespect right there. Disrespect. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing training That's war. Henzo's? That's war. Yeah, it's like... Uh, so, and he... Never that way. You know, no matter where you are, you are... Well, I, I'll come up to your gym. And it's always that. It was a cool tone. So, I came out here, had a great time, and uh, that was it. I called my official visit. Like, uh, in college, when you... Um, you're a D1 athlete. Being recruited. Yeah, being recruited. You go on official visits, they bring you up, and they pay for everything, fly you out. And, uh, and so it's like the same thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. So you started out in Pennsylvania in wrestling. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what got you into mm. wrestling? Um, so I, when I look back um, at, 
how I got into wrestling, it was completely like a God thing. You know what I mean? It was a complete accident on my part, complete accident. And I, man, I just think back, uh, like where I am now versus how the, the, the chance that I took could have gone so many ways. For sure. So my friend, I was in seventh grade at the time, had like one friend. Had like one friend, right? <laughs> That's all we need, man. That's, That's all, all we need. need. That's all you That's need all is one all we need. friend. That's all you need. And so he says to me, uh, hey, Phil, I want to try out for the wrestling team, but uh, I don't know nobody. Like, it could go any way. Like, I, don't, I just don't know. Maybe I have to fight. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know these cats. I don't know them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I just can you come with me? You don't even got to practice. Just, just show up with me, and you know, I mean, just watch practice, and we go home. I was like, I don't know, man. Wrestling sounds wrestling sounds gay, but I'll I'll go with you. I'm in it. <laughs> I won't try it. It doesn't sound fun to me, but I'll try it. I mean, I'll go with you. And so I get there and I'm watching, and everything's going good. And then the the the, the head junior high coach comes in. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I was like, oh, "I'm just sitting out watching my my friend. He wants to try out." And I told him I come along just for moral support. Nah, you gotta you gotta practice. I was like, I, "But I don't want to. I I just I came for moral support." But you're here. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You gotta come on. No, let's go. Now, there's a part of me that should have said, "No, no, I'm not gonna do that." Is there? I should I should have never said yes to that. But I did. So <laughs> so here I am wrestling in a uh in a polo shirt and uh, polo it, was, shirt. it was actually a, a nice polo shirt that I stole from my brother's closet. Uh-oh. And oh man. Uh it was supposed that day was supposed to go so different. So now <laughs> I'm all sweaty and it's dirty from getting all over the mats. I go home and it's winter time. I go home, put my jacket over top of it. I can like smell like the stink uh, coming out of my yeah. jacket. It was gross. I get home and by that time it was too late. My brother was home. Then I got my ass beat for <laughs> again, probably like oh, two again. in a day. Not, not again. <laughs> now, how did they was supposed to go? And so, uh, man, I was watching my mom make dinner and I told her about everything that happened. And she's like, man, i tell you what. Why don't you just finish the week? And if you don't like it, quit. And it was Wednesday. I remember like it was Wednesday. And I was like, I really don't want to go back, Mom. Just come on, just finish the week. And I said, okay, I'll finish the week. I finished the week. Get some, get some, you know, pair of basketball shorts and shirt, take to school the next day. And I finished <laughs> the week. And I as soon as I, as sure as my name is Phil Davis, I forgot to quit on Monday. That's oh. right. I forgot to quit. And so, yeah, it was just like you just that. kept going. I just kept going. It became a routine. Yes. And when I say I was terrible, I was terrible. What like, made you terrible? I just wasn't good. Yeah, just not knowing the nothing. Yeah, knew nothing. Were you strong? Mm-mm. Tampoco. Mm-hmm. All right. I was. Uh, I was a little. I was a little fat kid. I was uh-huh. a worker, man. And uh, so there's hope for us. As we're pounding whiskey, bro. Puberty, bro. So uh, yeah, man, I, it, I I don't know. I was terrible, absolutely terrible. I, I had a a record of zero and one for the whole season. Nice. Yeah, at that time, That's not too bad. No, man. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah, you know, and technically, uh, I didn't even have a one because at that time the junior high team was stacked, right? So I didn't even have a real spot on the team. So I oh, wrestled wow. exhibition. Nice. Yeah. Warm up. So yeah. I think 
It wasn't even like a real match. So <sighs> enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you found along the way that mm-hmm. it grew on you. It grew on me. Well, more than anything. And uh, and this is important because it's crazy. Like no matter what, uh, everybody's looking for family. Always. Looking for a place where we belong. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. to be a part of. Something to be a part of. Yeah. Or even a you know a cause granted mm-hmm. in yourself. You know, uh, you know, we we were a losing team, a losing team, but we were together, and that's fun. Yeah. You know, losing together. We're gonna lose together. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, you know, I I started I started uh you know just just stayed on the team, and then uh, that summer, I went to uh, one of the coaches suggested I go to a wrestling camp, and I don't think anybody I think they just say that like you should go to a wrestling camp. I was like wrestling camp, what's that? Oh, it's, uh, it's like know. a camp, but you wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in my family ever went to sport camp. So I was like, oh, yeah, dad, this uh, this coach said I should go to wrestling camp. I don't, what do you think? He's like, when do we sign up? I like, okay. <laughs> nice. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. They've right. been in your corner since day one. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But So check this out, though. This is how bad I was. And this is a fact. I was so bad. I, I was like, yo, don't, don't come to the matches. Like my dad was like, Oh, I want to come. I was like, Dad, first of all, okay, I'm I'm so bad I don't got a spot. And he's like, no, I don't care, I just want to come support. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not you're coming for nothing. Okay? You're coming for nothing. Yeah. And so my you can dad, sit next to me. My dad's the most proud and this was crazy because he is the most proud dad there is. Hell he was yeah. showing up whether I was wrestling or not, before I could even make the exhibition team. Like, it's, 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 it's That's proud. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. I man, appreciate it. Being so young, being, you know, new at something, being yeah. not good at that something you're yep. trying, but having that dude in your corner, oh, you know, yeah. your dad's like, you know, it doesn't matter. You're out there, you're trying it, and I'm here for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's pretty cool. Look at me, bro. My mom was supportive, but she was like, you don't want me to come? I won't come. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to this wrestling camp, and then next season, I went sixteen and one. There it is, Dang. growth. Yeah, it because just, of the camp or just something, something switched. Well, but definitely because of the camp. When you go to the camp, man, there's so many good kids there, um, and um, they pair you up with some kids your, your size and your your skill level, and um, they just teach you how to drill. They teach you how to drill, and um, if you really want to learn, it's just. Just nonstop. The same way a dog plays with a toy, nonstop for an hour. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you can focus your energy long enough, man, you just, you will excel. And that's 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 what they truly, really, really mm-hmm. try to push at the camps. And, and I mean, on top of that, you're, you're training for two hours, three times a day. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, and it's... And if I, you're a little fatty, you're going to be a campus. fatty anymore. I was like, the, yeah. I had never seen a college campus before that. Where, where was this? Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. Yeah, nice, Lock Haven. So then you started killing it. Went sixteen and one the next year, and yeah. you probably just kept getting better and better. Got yeah. to high school, yeah. Got next level, and people probably started recruiting you, looking at you, probably looking at you like, "Hey, it, man, my my whole recruitment story is kind of weird. Uh-huh. I never did. Pennsylvania is a probably the the best state for wrestling, and I never won state. What about Iowa? Oh, we're way better than Iowa. Damn. Not even close. Nice. Not even close. Not even close. If you if you look at the, the 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 people who excel in college, most of them are from Pennsylvania. There it is. I mean, you you'll you'll find definitely people from everywhere. But what if, is it? What is it about Pennsylvania? Though? I don't know. I don't know. It's just very dense. It's Pennsylvania is like a 
there's a couple of cities and most of it is just farms. Yeah. And, and, and when you talk about like uh, baseball, like it, it, I mean, it's so great when you got weather like San Diego and you just mm-hmm. year round, just very nice. Very, mm-hmm. I mean, you could play baseball right now in the middle of winter. I mean, what is it? You know, 60 degrees cold. It's freezing, it's man. Freezing we're all right freezing, we're, bro. What are you talking about? It's freezing. <laughs> Spoiled, bro. Bro, I got like thermals. Yeah, I got, I got sweater. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know? And the altitude in this treehouse, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can barely breathe. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nine and a half feet up here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you really just hop up here, though? We, we you didn't even bet. see him. You didn't we even see him. How, how quickly he would climb. He, he put like house. he put his his whole fist on the floor, looked down, and just went, Whoa. and I was like, "Damn, yeah. Phil's up already. He's already up here." I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I am going to jump down though. Oh no, uh, you're not down. Yes, I am. All I'm right, going to jump down, bro. Oh, when's your next fight? I don't. I don't want to have no. be held liable for any of that shit. Nah. <laughs> Imagine. So your recruiting story is a little mm-hmm. weird. You ended up going to University of Penn State. Damn. Yeah. That's. Which is weird because I didn't even know you could wrestle in college uh, up until like. My, junior, my sophomore year, just didn't know. You know, stuff you don't know. Well, oh, I'm do- oh, oh, well, I can go to college and do this? Cool. In. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, though, like sophomore year, you're already a, a star in wrestling? Or mm, like, when did you know that? I would say it locally, yes. But not yeah. not on the big the big map of wrestling. Um, probably my end of my sophomore year, junior year. Uh, I went to Fargo, one of the biggest tournaments um, in the nation. Still is. Um, so in order to get to Fargo, it's a it's an Olympic-style tournament. So it's freestyle and Greco. And in order to go, you have to be top one or two oh, wow. in your weight class Yikes. in the state. Oh, it, Very selective. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. It was crazy. My coach told me when I qualified the first time, he said, man, listen. Everybody you see there, you're going to be seeing for the next six or seven years. I was like, what do you mean? He's These like, are your colleagues now, yep. man. These people, you're going to see them in college. You're going to see them. Some of these people are going to the Olympics. This is, this is it. Yeah. Like, oh, man. This is, that, I mean, that gets you fired up. I got you hyped probably. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. So I went there got killed. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Went there got killed. My, my junior year. Uh, so you have, I mean, your, your bracket is all 50 states. Two people, so it's a minimum of a hundred. However, you can't have a wild card at the big weight classes. They have a, a lot of wild cards for each state, like uh, the heavily populated weights around 140, 135 to one forty five. So those weight classes can have up to like one fifty, one sixty. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, That's a lot of competition. <laughs> I mean, these are not nobody is a turd. Like it's that's it's, still like top three oh, in the state. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which means uh, probably. You you would have placed, but you were hurt at the time of the tournament. Like you you were oh. you were you were the man in that in that state. So, I mean, everybody, everybody steel sharp and steel, though, man. So everyone's yeah. just going at it and just everybody's their good. game. So that year, I took second in Greco Roman. Nice. I think I took uh, sixth in freestyle. So that put me to the top nationally. Yeah. Put me in the top ten nationally. How'd that feel, man? <sighs> Like I did something on accident. You know what I'm saying? I was still like, dang, I didn't even know I would even like this sport. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was just trying this thing out. Do you think that <laughs> helped that helped you yeah. along the way? Yeah. That mentality? Of course. There was no pressure. None. None. 
No, no, I, I try to tell like uh, when I coach, I coach at Bonita, Bonita High School. Oh, that's where I went to school. Ah, Bonita High School, 1997. What's up? Yeah, you know maybe you recognize the Rebels, CIF <laughs> champions, back to back. Soccer. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's uh, I try to tell my my my, I talk to the kids and I talk to the parents. I'm trying, man, like uh, encourage them, but don't put pressure on them. You know, make sure this is you know. I'm I'm going to make sure I'm going to try my best to make sure they're having fun. Uh, you know, I got to drill them hard. I got to push them to their edge, but I got to make sure they have fun because to me, high school is all about participation. Let's get yes. involved. Yeah. And, and that's what's so great about wrestling is there's a, a weight class for everybody. There's a mm. size for everybody. You know, you're, you're five foot two kid. He can't, he can't play basketball at the next level. He can wrestle at the next level. You know, it, it Spud some, Webb might have something to say about that. Muggsy Bogues might have something to say about that. They were like five six. They were like five three. Yeah, yeah. One of them dudes was five three. I think I, I think it was Spud. Yeah, one of them dudes was little. Muggsy, Muggsy, Muggsy. Ah, I got double check. I think he was by, He might have been like five ten, which is still damn. Yeah. That's, that's me. <laughs> but yeah. we little in the NBA. I think they might have been five six, five eight. You think so? We'll look it up. Yeah, them dudes are little though. I mean, compared to everybody else uh, though, in the era yeah. of the Kevin Mutombo, in the era of, like Charles Barkley, those guys are just. But check it though. That's I mean. That was still a different time. Yeah. And, and now, even like you take football, man, if you're a wide receiver, you're just not getting looks if you're under six. That's true. Six, what, two? That's true. You're not getting yeah. looks. And they're just like, oh, who's this cap? Cool. You got good numbers? Cool. You ain't six, two? Yeah, ain't you ain't going to make it. Nope. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the information now is so, it's so easily accessible that it becomes a... Uh, an encumbrance to, to, to progress. Now this is from the outside. I never, I played football for like a year. So what do I know? But at the same time, back in those days, you had to send somebody out or you had to send a tape in and yep. they like what they saw. You got to look. Yeah. yeah. You got to look. Now it's like, she, I don't know. They know the ins and outs of everything. Mm -hmm. So when you got to college and you started killing it in college, at what point did you think, you know what? Can I make a career out of this? Can I take this to the next level? Is this something I can actually like, is there longevity right. in what I'm doing right now? Right. Um, you know, I never thought uh, of myself as being like a great athlete. It To me, I always felt like, man, I'm just working hard and doing stuff and stuff is happening. Yeah, doors are opening. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and part of it, here's here's part of it. There were so many people that went to my high school that really could have been great athletes, good, great football players, great um, wrestlers. And for one reason or another, they just never stuck with the sport or something happened when they weren't at the school. And I just felt like, man, like if I was good as those guys, God, dog, I this could set the world on fire. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't. I wasn't court. I'm not coordinated. I don't have like, not just, I'm not natural at things. I'm just not, you know, you had that guy. that's just like, he does everything. He bowls, he plays basketball. He wrestles good. He plays I mean, just anything. And I had, I seen a lot of those guys. <laughs> it's just like, man, I'm not them. And so I never thought that I was a top level athlete up until, um, a uh, weird story. I'll tell you a weird story. So, um, my college coach, first day of practice freshman year, 2003. It was uh, like September 10, 2003, to be 
To be precise. To be precise. <laughs> 3 p.m. Red call. On the track. <laughs> My coach. Uh, so team meeting. Hey, guys. You know, we got everybody here. We just want to, you know, do a little something. This is preseason. So we're going to you know, try to get you guys in shape. We're going to do a timed mile and a half. If you don't finish under, I think, like 10, 10 minutes, then you got to run it again. All right. Damn. I ran, I ran cross country <laughs> a couple of years uh, to keep me in shape for wrestling. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's nothing. And uh, so went, ran my, uh, my time, mile and a half, got, I don't know, 45 or something. And mind you, my, the makeup of my team, we had one black guy on the team, Nate Turner. And, uh, and then it was me. And it's like 40 other white dudes and uh, one Mexican dude. Hey, oh, representation, yeah, baby. <laughs> what up, Grainy? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, um, and that was, that was really it, right? And so after, after all said and done, <clears throat> coach gives us uh, another talk. He's like, man, all right, uh, yeah, you guys did good. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow uh, in the weight room. Cool. Everybody's leaving. Hey, Davis, uh, so why don't you stick around? Like, all right, cool, yeah. Well, I figured you want to talk to me for a minute. And he's like, hey, um, uh, go, go write it again. And mind you, everybody's leaving. Everybody's leaving. I'm like, did I, did I piss him off already? Like, I finished under the time. Like, what? I know, what's this guy's deal? Like, is it going to be like this? Were you the only freshman on the team? Nah, there was like um, maybe eight or nine incoming freshmen. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. All of them gone. Everyone leaves. Everyone gone. What you do, man? You just no. So I, I, I kind of asked him like, hey, uh, did I, did I, did I do something wrong? Did I do something? <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. Just, uh, just go, go, go. <laughs> Run it again. I said, okay. So I get up, and then uh, he tells my roommate, hey, and you, uh, you get up and you, you, you run with him. I was like, God, what did you do? Like, <laughs> like I was confused, confused. He could have just told me what he was thinking. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. So we ran it again. All right, shook my hand. All right, good. okay, good job. See you later. And then probably uh, a couple months later, I mean, he and, and like stuff like that, just constantly challenging me in practice. Like just, 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 you know what I mean? Just challenging me every day, just kicking my ass. And finally, you know, we, we had this tar- hard practice. And, um, oh, man, these, these practices were grueling. Grueling. Ugh. We had this one day, they were like... Wrestling practice seems grueling, oh, man. It, it seems like probably one of more the... So more so than a fight. Like, you wouldn't think so. More so than fight training. And so, uh, this one, he had this one day, he's like, hey, um, nobody leaves. I'm going to pair you up. Nobody leaves the room until your, your partner quits. Oh. I was like, what do you mean quit? He's like, Damn. until your partner says he's done wrestling for the day, you stay here wrestling. I was like, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of time <laughs> frame is that? <laughs> I said, oh, well, and who wants to quit? No, uh, not at that how, age, huh? How long would you like to wrestle, well, sir? <laughs> would you like to establish some guidelines? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, just live go until someone quits. And bro, I must have been in there for an hour. Go, just hustling it's for a takedowns. long time. Hustling for takedowns. I get taken down. I stand back up. Get taken down. Stand back up. Hustling for takedowns. Finally, he was like, "All right, you guys are done." And uh, and that was it. I sat down on the mat, just tired. He's like, "All right, champ." Listen, you listen. Don't you, you got the right attitude? Just don't quit. Mm. Like, okay. And then I, I started paying attention to him, and he didn't call everybody champ. Mm. I was like, oh, he saw it. 
I said, yeah. And I was like, man, yeah. I really, and I trust him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not an easy coach to, to, like, to get his approval. You know what I mean? He's not an easy coach. I was like, all right, I trust this guy. I trust this guy, you know? And sure enough, man, he was just, he was just, just ride me. Not because he didn't like me. But, but not overbearing. Just kind of no, like, no, no, just, no. just dangling yeah, 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 yeah. the carrot enough yeah, to be yeah. like, lead he you to it. sound mean yeah. no. or aggressive. Nah, he know, was not a mean bone in his body. He just sounds like he was legitimately trying to Push grab me. your hand and yep. get you to the next level. Yep. We had a couple uh, long runs, like nine mile runs, and we run like uh, Mount Nittany. Uh, gives its famous name to the Nittany Lions. Lions. And um, it was about five miles uphill. <laughs> Oh, that's my kind of run, right? Yeah, there. Man, I'll get tired driving up a hill, bro. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only rule was, don't stop. Just, mm-hmm. You just you you cannot walk. You have to keep running. You don't nice. care how fast. You can't stop. And so we, I mean, it there comes a point where you could be walking faster than you are running, running yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the point is, you got to keep that pep in your step. You got to keep that yeah. bouncing your in your ankles like you're running, even though it's real slow. And uh, and he just ran right behind me the whole way, whole way. Don't stop. Don't stop. Hell don't yeah. stop. And man, that that man, I I still think about that. That was like a like a def- the watershed moment. I was like, I can do this. Yeah. There's so many people that can't. There's so many people that quit. There's yeah. so many people get tired of this guy pushing them. And you saw them probably. They were going up that hill and they were just, oh, yeah. they were just peeling off. Like, Absolutely. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Some people got there freshman year, you know, halfway through the semester quit. No mas. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That so, prepared you for the next level. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. At what point did you know there was a next level for you? <sighs> I mean. In 2006, is there a next level for you, Larry? Like, it, it, so... The Ultimate Fighter, the show, yeah. started right around 2003, 2004, and we used to watch it in dorms. Oh, getting hype, probably. Yeah. I can do that. I can yeah. do that. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that done to me. I don't want that done to me. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. But I like it. Right. But I like it. You know, and, and that was fun, you know. We would just watch them, and a couple of guys we knew from college wrestling, and... Um, that had made the jump. That yeah. had made the jump. Yeah. One of them, uh, please... Uh, one of them uh, recruited me to Penn State, former national champion, uh, also a good friend of mine, another fighter, Josh Koschat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he he was uh, he wrestled. Uh, where did he wrestle? Edinburgh or something? Anyhow, he was coaching at Penn State at the time, and uh, I came in for my official visit, and he welcomed oh, me. Wow. Out. Yeah, it brought me in. That's tough. That's next level, man. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> was he already fighting or not yet? He... Well, funny you should say that. Because he was kind of fighting, and uh, that was what two thousand two, maybe two thousand two thousand, yeah, two thousand spring two thousand two. Uh, I'm sorry, fall two thousand two. Uh-huh. Um, I went on my visit, and he was. I think he was just kind of messing around with it. So in the time between my visit and in, in like spring or fall, until uh, that following year, he got picked up for the show. And he oh, wasn't nice. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe that was a time frame. Maybe maybe yeah. it was like the next year, but I remember he wasn't there freshman year. And then uh, and then he was on the show. That show started opening up doors and creating oh, possibilities yeah. and opportunity, oh, yeah. man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. What is it about that Yeah, I was gonna say, what from, is it about fighting that draws you in to want more? Like, what is it about getting hit or, or, or getting pinned or getting out of submissions and just kind of like... 
well, for me, I um, I love wrestling. Wrestling's so much fun. Wrestling was so much fun. But I just, the biggest thing is, you got to want it. Mm. And you got to want it more. If there's any chance that the other guy wants it more, you don't show lose. Up. Yeah, don't even show gonna up. <laughs> They're going to find it. They are going to find it, and they're going to take it from you. Mm. And um, and I graduated on an Olympic year. Graduated in 2008. And uh, I remember watching some like, lead up for the Olympics, and it was this Chinese marathon runner. And she used to run like 300 miles a month. Five. A month. And I was like, God, dog. I don't want, sh- I don't want nothing that bad. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want nothing. Phil, listen, you're going to die if you don't run 300 miles this month. Oh. Lord, I'm coming home. <laughs> Can I pick my tombstone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'll start picking. Chico, I want you to do all the visuals for my eulogy, okay? I want you to draw everything I got up. you. Yeah. <laughs> draw something like this, but just like more, more humble. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, I, I couldn't do it. I knew I didn't want it that bad. And so um, uh, I started looking at MMA and I was like, I think I want to do this. Nice. I think I want to do this. And uh, I did like, uh, before I was completely committed, I, um, well, I finished, I, I, I like to keep my thoughts very, very uh, compartmentalized. Very, very compartmentalized. So I, I didn't even, wouldn't allow myself to think about that next step until I won a Division One national title. So mm-hmm. a week later, I, I went, came home, senior year, won a D1 national title. Um, I had a, my first manager, still my really great friend. He said, listen, Phil, I don't know nothing about MMA. Absolutely nothing. But if you are serious, uh, I want to manage you. I said, well, guess I'm serious. Nice. He goes, all right. How serious? I said, it's, listen, it's happening. He said, all right, cool. Shit, I'm hype um, right now. Can I manage <laughs> you? I said, absolutely. I, I mean, I know you. I trust you. He, he's a person who was uh, speaking truth into my life just for, for years and uh just just a good friend and uh former penn state wrestler and he was running the nittany line wrestling club at the time i said absolutely man uh, i trust you that far he said listen if the day comes where you are beyond what i can do i'm i don't want to manage you uh i'm going to hand you off yeah. to, to somebody can and that's that's it i said all right now, now that's something i can get behind yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean he did a phenomenal job Phenomenal. I don't even like telling my story to people because it's so different from everyone else's. That's what makes and, it awesome, uh, bro. Yeah. I, listen, I'm blessed. But it, it's it, it's just not a story that many people have. And um, mm-hmm. so from that point, he started managing me. Uh, and uh, we got together with uh, a bunch of alumni. And, um, and Penn State has the freaking best alumni. They do. They do. And, and these people... Um, they got behind me. I'm like, man, Phil, we love Phil. He's always been a great guy, a great student, great athlete. Um, yeah, what, what, what do we, uh, how do we help? And he got them to agree to like a $2,500 stipend uh, to just train full time to make it to the UFC, to make it to that next level. He's like, listen, we got to get this guy training full time. And that's it. We got to recreate the four, well, five years I was in college. Except my focus was going to be for MMA. On MMA. And what, what was your major? What, what did you graduate with? Kinesiology. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You told us like, yeah, yeah hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice, yep, nice. Yep, yep. And so, uh, I mean, they uh, just put it in motion. Uh, the nutrition, the, the, the exercise. The whole package. The whole package. Uh, you know, all of my experience being a, a wrestler and knowing how to train. So, 
boom, put it, put just reinvested it right into the yeah. next career. And um, being a wrestler doesn't make you a good fighter. Being a good lawyer doesn't make you a good politician. Nope. There's a little carryover. Yeah, it's a little carryover. There's a little carryover. <laughs> ben Askren would abide by what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you got you to gotta maximize it. Uh, you know, I've, uh, man, Ben, poor Ben. Poor uh, Ben. Poor Ben. <laughs> he just yeah, ran he, into a knee at the wrong time. There, honestly, uh, I, 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 thought being, I thought Ben might have been UFC champion at yep. one point. He and, came around too late in the game. They let him in too late in the game. There's a different story there. There's a whole different story there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Well, he so he graduated two years before me. Uh huh. And he um he started setting up doing camps, and um and he had a man. He was a phenomenal wrestler. Had a great camp system. He would run camps all summer long, and then go city to city all winter. Like uh like uh just different cities. Whenever their school break was, he would run a camp. And he you know he made good bread, great bread, great bread, but. And he wasn't, he was kind of fighting at that time and he was killing everybody. At the lowest level, I don't care what you do. Dominated. I don't care what you do. A Division I national champion will kill you just because he knows, he, you don't even need to know how to punch. It's just that his body Second is Second so nature. Developed mm-hmm. and he's, he's so in tune with his body, he knows how to move. Like it's, it's another level. And so he was killing guys. And then, I mean, I truthfully believe had he, Stopped and solely focused on MMA, right out of part. Right out of part. He'd be UFC champion, no problem. I mean, and don't get me wrong. He came pretty darn close already. Yeah, he, yeah. For he sure. came pretty darn close. For sure, man. I, I enjoyed. Mean, uh, I enjoyed his fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, mean, no, he's I enjoy his shit talking. I just enjoy the whole package. He embodies. <laughs> he embodies everything you. Dude. Yeah, he, he embodies he's everything like you. Dude. You just want to like a novice. Somebody that's a normie that would watch UFC be like, oh, I could get behind a guy like this just yeah, watching yeah, yeah. him. He brings a lot to the table. It's entertaining. Yeah. And I think at that time, too, they, the fighters were just different. Yeah, you know, like, they were. I mean, he always stood out. Just He had personality. He had, like, the hair, you know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. there was all kinds of things that helped him stand out. But there was also that that attitude, you yeah. know, of, like, they're going to grind it out and yep. whatever it takes. and Whatever it takes. It's going to be ugly. You'll go yeah. down. And I'm going to choke you to death. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't understand that mentality until I started the first time I started just kind of like visiting a gym and then joined that gym and then started training at the gym. Mm-hmm. The Lions Den in Bonita mm-hmm. on Bonita Road and it was Ken Shamrock and Frank Shamrock operated it and Tony Galindo and the guy that was always there that I looked up to and I saw the way he got down and trained Vernon White. Vernon White. I was like holy shit yeah. man this guy's just the next level. Just yeah. the way that he he doesn't care like you're, oh, you're just an 18-year-old kid trying to learn how to kick, trying yeah. to learn how to, no. He went in. And <laughs> like, like, there was no on or off. Like, all right, put right. your shin guards on. Put your catcher's pads on. I was like, what? Just just put it on. I was like, all right. Bum, bum, bum. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that's a professional kick. You yeah. know, like, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a next level takedown. Yeah. And I, and, I mean, I stuck with it. I enjoyed it. But I was like, yeah, these guys, this is their profession. Yeah. This is their passion. This is what they get paid to do. Yeah, you know, we're I'm I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to train there for a year and just watch them day in and day out and take yep. their shit serious. It was a whole different kind of training because then when I started training like in jujitsu, that's a whole different kind of mentality and training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are like specimens, man. You guys like your body is your tool. Yeah, and you guys sharpen it and you stay on top of it, whether it's what you put into it mm-hmm. and what comes out. You know, it's like the the supplements, the the strict diets. Yeah, the next level like. Just cardio. God damn that cardio, man. Yeah, I remember man. doing cardio for soccer in high school. And I was like, oh, okay, five mile before practice. 
shit, as soon as we started training there at the Lions, then I was like, God damn, that, mm-hmm. I want to run. I want to run soccer practice again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's different, man. It's different. Yeah. I remember, like I said, I started training for MMA uh, a week after I won the Division One National Champion. I took a week off, and uh, mostly, mostly <laughs> caught up on school. My God, I was so behind. Um, just uh, the way the way that the school schedule falls, we have we travel the week before spring break for Big Tens our conference tournament and then so i miss a lot of, a lot of scat, uh, midterms yeah. then we train all spring break because the very next week when everybody comes back is nationals and so we're going the entire week after and so <laughs> that was terrible bro for school it was terrible i can imagine yeah so i would get back and have like three or four midterms and a bunch of papers plus the, whatever they did that it was all had. just waiting oh. for you bro it was oh. just <laughs> oh there were a few sympathetic teachers uh there were actually there were mostly sympathetic teachers there were a few people not so much but um though though for the most part everybody was very like accommodating because they get it they get it. They knew that you were grinding. You weren't yeah. just you just weren't taking it easy. Right, you, right, they, right. They understood what what you were putting into the athletic, right, right, you know? Right. Well, I mean, college athletics as a whole is a it's a business. And and the teachers that that, that get it, um, they get it. And some don't. And, and and they, you know, subscribe to the colleges entirely about college. Education. Yeah. Education. It, School it, first. And it very well could be. Except it's not. Mm-hmm. Except if that were true, then universities wouldn't be going broke right now without sports. Hello. Did I say Shit. that out loud? I didn't mean to. I mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows that. So yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a business, and so a lot of most teachers were super cool, and they would uh, allow me to like some were like, uh, how many finals do you have or midterms? Yeah, like dude, listen, I got one of this that like it showed me emails. <laughs> stack bro like okay i'll tell you yeah all right we'll work something out so mo- most times it was uh it was a it was a cool cool time period in my life and um oh i know how i got there <laughs> one week after that then i was training twice a day for mma that's what i was gonna say that, that week was yeah. just like get caught up get everything in like it's time to graduate bro <laughs> you did it get, yeah did hell it. yeah did it oh, man that did first it, fight it. oh that first fight though what was it like walking in, walking into the ring, getting your name called out? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were getting escorted mm-hmm. in, music playing in the background. Yeah. You chose the song. Yeah. So many things probably go into that experience. Yeah, yeah. You're probably fucking taxed. Your body's taxed. You're just ready to go in and then get it done yeah, man. and start fighting. What the man, fuck were you so- feeling when you stepped in there, dude? And who did you oh, fight? Man. So very, very first fight. First am- I did four amateur. And so I graduated May 2008, fought in June, hell yeah, <laughs> fought June, and uh, uh, the very first time, like I was gonna say, like I'm just like Oliver, like that's me, like the youngest of three boys. You couldn't dare me to do nothing, cause I'll do doing it. it. I'm crazy, <laughs> and I'm not gonna stop until I get it done. Yes, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah, my brothers used to set me up so bad. They used to set they knew me it. up so bad. They yeah. knew it. <laughs> Phil, you think this ball will go through that window? Oh no, bro! They would get. I bet me you tore it doesn't, up. Phil. I bet you you can't do it. <laughs> they would get me torn up, bro. Anyhow, so anyhow, when I when I say I'm going to do something, that's it. That's it. Like some like I, 
Well, I hear people say like, man, like I get inside and I was like, oh, I should leave. I was like, that, that wasn't my thought. That wasn't my thoughts walking in there. I was, once I say I'm going to do it, that is it. Hell yeah. I do question whether I should do it at that moment. But once I say yes, once that's you flip it. that switch, it's it's, it. it's green. That's it. And so, like, my first fight was in Atlantic City, and uh, at the Showboat, and uh, it, they were like, "Oh, we'll make you main event." Yeah. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, why you would do that? But sure, uh, <laughs> that turned out to be uh, sort of a misnomer. Uh, there were thirty-two fights on the card. Thirty-two. Damn. Most UFC fights have eleven. You only see five. Yeah. Yeah. And the undercard starts at like four. Main event starts, I mean, main card starts at seven. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of fights. That's a lot of fights. Only the people, the only the diehards tune into like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, Usually I, I watch pre That, or you, know, that yeah. or you know the person fighting. 32 Damn. fights, bro. <laughs> My fight was at three in the morning. Jeez. Three in the morning. Bro, it was like 3.30. And all my boys, all of them, the whole, the whole crew, all of them, the whole gang. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm team captain. I'm fighting a month after graduation, you know, the whole crew. We brought all the dogs down. <laughs> so they're, up in the, they're up in the stands, and they, at 3.30, they are hammered. Hammered. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, maybe I should have invited all these guys, but <laughs> they're hammered. You had your crew, man. Hammered, bro. They were yelling crazy stuff i love it and uh so uh they they were there so i had this it's kind of a persona right i don't know how i got started but they would call me like i was short my last name they would call me dave right and so it started out dave phil dave and they would chant it oh that was that was my thing so here they are completely hammered three in the morning three thirty yelling dave phil dave from the rafters and most people were gone. So it was like all <laughs> them. It was just all them. Nobody for this poor guy. He was like 40, 45 years old. Oh, oh God. Damn. damn, man. Take it easy yeah. on him, bro. Come on, Dayfield. Dave, we got to take it easy yeah. on him. I think, I mean, he had like 10 years experience training and fighting. Man, cool. Yeah, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I said, he had 10 years experience. I had a month. Month and a half, maybe. It's like, man, this poor guy. He's going. This he don't know. Guy. He don't know what's going to happen. There's just no way. There's mm-hmm. just no way. You don't stand a chance. I'm the. I'm the. Uh, I'm just the 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 best 23 year old right now. You have uh, no you idea. Have no idea. You have no coming. idea what's going to happen to you. And uh, and so uh, I get out there and we kind of mix it up. It was all ugly because you, like I said, I was 23, training a month and a half, ended up knocking a guy out with a left hook. It was kind of one of those like swing, close my eyes, knocked him out. Damn, and that was it. A forty-five year. Why you do him dirty like that, bro? bro he I got in the ring. He got to. in the ring. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I was just swinging on this guy, knocked him out. Boys go crazy, and we had Atlantic City was great. We just stayed up all night long, ten a.m. drinking. My brother falls asleep at the bar. <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. And that That's just awesome. that just laid the foundation to keep it going, there keep it, it cruising, keep it growing. Well, you know, we we could do something with this. This oh, might man. be something fun. <laughs> that ultimately led you being the champion, bro. There it is. Damn, all that hard work, all those people in your corner, yep. all the all the support. Yep. All the people who believed in you, all the people who have pushed you, grabbed yep. you, took you, like, come with me. This is the way to do it. Don't give yep. up. You became champion, and that's 
that's nothing to take lightly. Like, no. you know, that term gets thrown around a lot. Like, oh, yeah, the champ, top of his class, this, that, or the other. But mm -hmm. uh, people just see the end result. People right. really don't see. No. They, it's like an iceberg. You know, people see the tip of the iceberg. They're like, oh, cool. That's right. that's cool. But they don't see everything underneath that pushed that iceberg to the top. Absolutely. And, you know, a big part of that is, you know, just having my family support. A lot of times when you're an athlete, you, you know, you're you're constantly training. Yeah. And there's just so much that that goes on my family has just been man they've been great like I, to the point where i get mad uh, sort of, you know it's one of those things like it's mad but it's completely forgivable like I, I understand um so there's stuff that happens that i'm the last one in the family to find out always 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 still to this day i'm the last one to find out and uh my my auntie passed away my senior year and she started getting bad. My mom went to go visit her. And she told me, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Chicago, visit the family, you know, see see my mom and see auntie. Da, 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 da. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Have fun. And um, she'd been there and my auntie passed. And uh, they waited until after a big match I had. Oh, okay. Hey, Phil, we got to talk to you. I was like, oh, oh, so, yeah, what's, what's going on? Uh, auntie, auntie passed? When? Oh, she passed like uh, Wednesday. I was like. Mm. Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday and what's crazy is I talked to my cousin I talked to my aunt's daughter and uh, just randomly I called her say what's up and I was sitting on the tarmac waiting for the plane to take off and when you fly out of state college it is the smallest airport it is the smallest airport there's only two airlines you either fly an American or I don't even know what the other <laughs> one is and it's not real American it's American Eagle Mm -hmm. If you fly, then you might know what that one is. It's American with a U. American. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it say. American. So, uh, yeah, it's American. You're on a small plane. So I'm sitting on the tarmac on this 30, 30 passenger plane waiting for the takeoff prop plane. And she's like, hey, um, have you talked to your mom? I said, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I talk with, talk with her all the time. What's up? Uh, you know, you, uh, baby, you should talk to her. <gasps> what do you mean talk to her? What you mean? Talk to her about what? Tell me, tell me what. She's yeah. like, I talked to her. I said, okay, I talked to her. Mm. And so I'm on my way flying. She still didn't tell me. I called him out. Everything good? Yeah, baby, everything's good. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. All right, Monty said I should talk to you. Kamani said I should talk to you. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, she just want to see what's up. And of course, after the match, she tells me, like, oh, my God. All right. You know, and, uh, and, 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 and so, uh, the the following week they had her her service and uh we had a match against ohio state big rival big huge rival. the u the u the ohio state university <laughs> hate when they say that anyhow so uh we my coach i was like um i said i tell you what man uh i need to go to this funeral do you can i let me wrestle uh Against Ohio State, you, we gotta we gotta beat them. We got to. I ain't, we're not not doing that. We, we, we I want to wrestle. And he's like, all right, we we'll uh, how about how about you just um, leave after that? I was like, all right, cool. So I wrestle Ohio State. My family drove to the match in Ohio, Columbus, and then uh, I wrestled this guy, strong as an ox, and just beat the brakes off this poor dude. And uh, get done, showered up. Jump, put on my bag in the car, and we drive straight through. I, I drive. I'm like the family driver. I don't know who. <laughs> you know, when you get all your family together, we jump in the back of my mom's Escalade, and I drive everybody to, to Chicago straight through the night. And uh, 
it, it was just one of those things like man like they do such a good job of like insulating me because they care so much. Because they care, man, for sure. So much. Yeah. Keep me and, focused. And keep me focused. Eye on the prize. Eye on the prize. Want me to do well. And um and, and so they, they insulate me from anything until it's the last moment and then I need to know. And uh and yeah, and then went and did the service and you know, it it was one of those things. Uh you know, it's just really really difficult and i just really appreciate my family support as a, as an athlete there's just so much time i'm like here and i miss out on so many thanksgivings and christmases and this and that and it takes Easter. a village man it takes a village it does it really does it take does. a village to get it done and and and, and i mean they have to, in my mind they have as much uh, ownership in any of my success as as I do, as they should, man. Yeah, legitimately. Yeah, you know, because uh, I, I know as as Mexicans, we come from that background. You know, mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And that that's all I know. It's like anything that I have, I accomplish, I I get through, I I jump in. I know my family's on my back. Yeah, you know, I know that good or bad, whatever, whether whatever storm, they're gonna be there for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't stop, man. Just keep going. Yeah, we got you. You need help? We'll take care of this. We'll take care of that. Keep going. Keep your eye on the mm -hmm. prize. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of environment I want to set up for my kiddos. You know, I, yeah. I want them, like, if they want to do something and and I'm not aware of what it is. Oh, I want to be a golfer, Dad. Good. Let's yeah. let's figure that out. Let's see what it takes. Let's go. Let's keep pushing you. Yeah. You see that new Tiger Woods? Uh, Ooh, did I? I still Ooh. did it last night. I had to put it down. I said, oh, I'm getting too sleepy and I want to watch all of it. I want to watch the whole thing. I want to watch all I watched of the it. first part. I know oh. part two I haven't watched yet. Man, it was deep. It, it, you know, it, it was deep, but it was also... There's different kinds of family support. <laughs> There's different kinds of family support. It was very relatable. Very relatable. It, and very different at the same time. Very, very... I didn't have any of the stardom that he did. And still don't. And uh, But uh, very relatable in a lot of ways. So we fast forward now to when you anchored down in Chula Vista. Yeah. What year was that? 2000 so i i first got here my first visit was like january 26 2008 but i didn't move here um uh da, 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 i don't know probably 2009 maybe 10 yeah nine nine full training yeah joined the alliance squad yeah yeah and you yeah. just started training with them day in day out day in probably yeah. in barrio logan probably yeah. um the one here next to third and k next to the, yeah. the the bank yeah and then that one shut down subsequently they opened the one on h street yeah so those were the squads those those Shutting were the down, team we're moving again are you guys moving again moving again oh were you guys still in chula vista i don't know some breaking news I shit right so, there yeah, bro. you're dropping some you're dropping some breaking news alliance academy is gonna be moving for the <laughs> third time in yeah. Vista. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh man covid really uh it hurt gyms hurt gyms a lot it's hurting a lot of businesses man yeah, i'm not even gonna lie to you across the board yeah no one was immune to this thing no just now i feel like it's kind of it, we, we're, we're understanding exactly what needs to be done a year later yeah. in order to kind of like make it work, yep. which is horrible. But it's just like just now I feel like people are, oh, shit, 400,000 people legitimately have passed. Yeah. Let's take this shit serious. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's, um, you know, it's it's kind of a. It's, it's an indictment on who we are as people, yes, sir. 
it's as Americans, who we are, and um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people still don't want to accept where where we are and what what what's what's going on. Shit, what's going to happen tomorrow? There's what's a lot going to happen tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of things that go on, man. For the record, this is uh, January nineteenth, January nineteenth, two thousand twenty-one. One day. Prior to inauguration, there it is. Things have already unfolded <laughs> in some parts of the country, and it's yet to unfold even further. There it is. But we're here nestled in a treehouse, sipping nestled. on some bourbon. Yeah, talking to the homeboy Phil Davis. Not. I will be remiss if I didn't mention there are there's a four pack of Hanks. <sighs> we gonna but no get, Hanks. Ooh, we gonna get there, man. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we, we, get yeah, there. Yeah. Because now we're 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 in the part of your life when you're in Chula Vista, yeah, single guy, uh-huh. probably haven't met your your, your wife, your your now wife. You probably have nope. not met her at that point. Nope. Little fish in a big, big city, Very or big. or do you think you were still big fish in a? Because Chula Vista is still small. Chula Chula Vista is still small. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. it's small. We're, we're we're big from within. We yeah. we know what we're about. We know what yeah. we can bring to the table. Yeah. But as it relates to just even San Diego, people just like I said, man, I feel like there's a lot of disrespect. A lot of like, yeah, 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 Chulawana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 close to the border. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys got good food. Whatever. You know, like yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's the kind of shit that we get. It's like passive aggressive shit. Mm-hmm. But we're in control of a lot of things, man. Mm-hmm. Second largest city in the county of San Diego. People mm. don't realize that. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. It's a big town. 300,000 plus and yes, growing here in Chula Vista. It's a, when people say yeah, melting pot, east. bro, mm-hmm. when people say melting pot, Chula Vista is a legitimate melting pot. I went to yeah. Bonita Vista High School in 1997. Yeah. I graduated. It was voted most diverse school in the country. Really? Yes, sir. So it was like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So we grew up, my sister and myself grew up in yeah. an era and people in my generation grew up in areas like, we're from Chula Vista. There's no yeah. such thing as like, oh, it's just white people. Mm-hmm. It's just Mexicans. Mm-hmm. It's just Filipino. There was everything, dude. It was black dudes, it was Filipinos, dude. It was the Mexicans. It was the white dudes. It was everything, and yeah. everybody commingled. Everybody, everybody hacky sacked. Everybody went to the same parties after football games, after soccer matches. Yeah, that's the kind of shit I still want for my kids moving forward. Because mm-hmm. now we see things and we don't bat an eye at it. It's like, yeah, what? That that's just how we get down here, right? Now, the champ don't come from neighborhoods like that no you know and that's something that i'm really curious about because yeah. I, I think your story also begins you shared the one of the schools you went to yeah. was a school where a parent had to show up at the crack of dawn just yeah. to sign you up yeah and how that set that yeah. also set your course towards yeah. success right like mm-hmm. absolutely can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I started out at Ben Franklin Prep, and everybody, everybody who was a, a classmate uh, of mine at Ben Franklin Prep or, or, or older than mine, uh, man, they they shared in the same story. One of my my team, one of my classmates is uh, in Hollywood. I mean, it just it just just randomly, not people that you would see in the forefront, just in the background, just doing great. And this school was just crazy. It was good. It was just so good. So the school, it was a public school, but it was a selective public school. You had to go and sign up and, and, and be selected. So to even get on, if you wanted to get your kid in the school, you had to show up. I think the, the office opened at like six. And if you were serious, you needed to get there at four. Oh, oh yeah at 4 a.m. in the dark and 
And so there's only so many parents that are willing to do that for their mm-hmm. kid. And a lot of people got there at 530. That's too late. Too late. Too late. That ain't four. That ain't it. <laughs> now you're on the waiting list. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I get that that's early. But. And I get you. You worked a double-double. I mean, you. Why did you work that double-double for them kids? Man. But, you know, and, and my parents were, uh, man, my, my, my mother was a uh, educator. She, she uh, got her degree in biology and masters and god, god knows what i don't know what my mom she's she's <laughs> smart and i don't i'm not so <laughs> um it got her master's she was teaching at the university of iowa for a, a long while and um a lot of good wrestlers come out of it a lot of good wrestlers. <laughs> i said mom, mom why you were there you ever hear of a guy named uh dan gable she said hmm gable grip <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> my mom said she's wild she she knows nothing about sports and so, uh, yeah, so they, my mom was there, signed me up at 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. after it opened and um, got me into there. And it was just, it was a great learning environment. Just great. All my, my classmates have gone to do great things. Hell yeah. And um, since then, I went to Harrisburg High and a little bit different, a little bit different. I remember when I, when I, when I got there, I was like, man, like, I didn't know people could like curse at the teacher that's a thing you could tell the, the teacher to go fuck yourself yeah so, okay <laughs> i'll say it for you you don't, <laughs> even, you don't even get thrown out of the classroom like it was oh, di- wow. it was wild it was different it was wild like it was it was inc- incredibly different from what i had known and um yeah it, it, it was just it was just so 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 different but you know uh still didn't stop me i was i was there to to learn yeah and uh and i did and it was uh it was it was great for me but um but yeah ben franklin prep was like it was definitely the 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 place in our city to for for if you believed in your child to really send them there and um what what's happened um i'll give you i'll give you a little uh little background on harrisburg high my sophomore year yeah my no i think it was my third year of my my red shirt sophomore year wrestling my third year in college i was rooming with uh an old L, uh upperclassman and uh he was in his uh his medical sixth year and he was in grad school and he came home one day getting his master's in education he's like phil did you go to Harrisburg High? And I was like, hell yeah, I went to Harrisburg High. What's up? No, I was just wondering. <laughs> and if you know Harrisburg High, that is a weird thing for a person in grad school to ask you just randomly, just ra- out of the blue. And I was like, man, Jason. What? <laughs> Why are you Jason, asking me that? <laughs> yeah, Jason, How'd you Jason, know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jason Woodall, really good teammate of mine. I was like, man, what? Well, uh, tell me, what would you, what, what would make you wonder such a thing? Yeah, and he goes, um, well, um, you know, we were studying the state college campus, and the Penn State Harrisburg campus was studying the Harrisburg school district, while we were studying the state college school district, and we were comparing our facts about each school. And I was like, oh, okay, what'd you find? <laughs> so. I already knew what he was gonna find. Like, I, like <laughs> it was I no grew, yeah, it was no secret. <laughs> and so 
He was like, yeah, man. Um, one thing that stood out to me was out of the year 2000, there were more people that were in jail, just the people who were in jail out of that freshman class than had graduated. And I was like, God, man, that is staggering. Like when you grow up in Harrisburg and go to Harrisburg High, you, you, I mean, you have friends and some, some friends go to jail. Some friends are on house arrest. Some friends are on probation. It, it just becomes so commonplace that you become jaded to it. Yeah. Like nothing like our, <laughs> this is how crazy it is. Our school was known for having people wrestle with the house arrest bracelet. Like, no, no way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, cause you had to tape it up and you had to like declare it at weigh-ins. Like, Hey, I got this house arrest bracelet. It's about a pound and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's about a pound and a half. No, I'm Wrestling. We don't care. Pound and a half my butt. Yo, you better, you better, take you that, better lose that. <laughs> you either take that thing off or you need to lose a pound and a half. That's it. Wrestling. Dang. We don't care. So, uh, no, that, that's my, my, my friends. They, they told me that. They're like, yeah, you guys, you know, you know for that. I was like, that's funny. I didn't know that, but that is true. From the inside <laughs> out, it's different. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, it was normalized. So normal. So normal. So normal. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what I grew up in. And I remember, so funny, I remember my mom, I asked her, I was, man, pagers were so big. I was like, Mom, I want a pager. Mm. She goes, nah, Mm-mm. you're not getting a pager. <laughs> I said, Ma, listen, I save up all my Christmas money and my birthday money. I want a pager. She was like, Mm-mm. nah, you ain't getting one. I said, mom, why? She was like, because you're not a drug dealer. I was like, what, what, are you what a doctor? Do yeah. with, what does that have to do with anything? That don't mean you're a drug dealer. She was like, yes, it does. You're not getting one. I'm, oh, my God. Mom, come on. And I remember two years later, I was thinking, I was in class. And I was thinking, like, God, dog, she was right. I don't even know if I told her that. I was like, man, my, she was right. They usually are, bro. She was right. I had no idea. I had no idea. People just get a page in the middle of class. And go to the bathroom. <laughs> Come back half an hour later. <laughs> I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew these people were drug dealers. I knew they had drugs. I knew they were probably high in class. Just didn't dawn on me what they were doing. Uh-huh. You know? And I was like, man, like. And parents are, are so vital. Good parents are so important, man. I appreciate my parents so much. It, even though I was in a school that wasn't the greatest, they still made sure that I got. My they got education. you from A to Z. Right. They, they made sure you got in right. and you got out. Right. You took the best from what was available and you just neglected the worst that was there. Exactly. Exactly. And you, you, your life has been like, when we take the kids bowling and they put the bumpers on the side, <laughs> I, I almost feel like there was an opportunity for you to stray in many different directions, yeah. but the bumpers were there, bumpers being your family, your parents, just kind of making sure they were guiding you down the right path, making sure that you were ultimately become the champion that you, you worked hard, you worked hard and, and your family built you up to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause without them, this, this is, this is a different story, bro. Oh, absolutely. this is absolutely a different story. I mean, it's so easy to become a product of your environment. Yes. So easy. Yes. I, I mean, I can't even, if you said, Phil, how many of uh, your friends went to jail? Mm, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. If I, this helped, me and my, my, one of my best friends that I grew up with and uh, went, to, went to high school with and, and wrestled with, still, still my best friend, talk all the time. We were talking one day and we were trying to figure out how many people 
we know from high school that had died from gun violence. Uh. And we couldn't come up with a solid number. We left it at probably 20. Probably. Probably. Like, like, it it becomes so normal. Nature versus nurture, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all Mm -hmm. products of the environment, but... The outcome completely depends on who's there guiding you through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Staying I mean, involved, and I, staying aware. And, and, and I don't, I feel like I can tell you this as well. All three of us, we're all parents. Yeah. yeah. There is no bigger responsibility than being a dad, man. No. Than way. being, you know, like I, I, you have accolades upon accolades upon accolades upon awards upon. You know, like you, you've established and you, you've crushed through so many goals that you've set and have been put in front of you. Yeah. But ultimately, bro, I, I know you're a family guy. I, I've seen your pictures. Nothing. It means nothing. If Com- dinner's not ready. Yeah. yeah honestly. <laughs> yeah. 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 If the computer's not set up for distance learning. Yeah. You know, it, it, it like, daddy, I need my, my whiteboard and I can't erase it. Can you help me? Yeah. Like all of that reigns supreme compared to all the yeah. other things that you've established in your life. Exactly. That's the ultimate humbler. Right. Me. Yeah. It's yeah. like it doesn't matter. Oh, you in a brewery, Dad. You're yeah. a business guy, Dad. Oh, you're the dean of students, Dad. Oh, you're yeah. a champion, Dad. Nah, Nothing. man. Nothing. It, it, it all legitimately pales in comparison to the obligation and the responsibility and the duties of being yep. a husband, mm-hmm. being a family guy, yep. and being a dad. Mm-hmm. To me, that's crazy. Like that's the one thing that unifies all of us. Yeah. More so now during the pandemic, coming out eleven months after. You know, like it's like mm-hmm. fuck. Don't matter what you do, man. You're a daddy, and you've got the same. You had the same dramas that I got. Yeah. You no, know? you your kids aren't going to school physically. Yep. You know, so you've got the same issues. Yeah. You've got to come home, and you've got to sit down next to them, and you got to hold their hand, and you yep. got to make sure everyone's logged in, and that's it. You know, and yeah. I tip the cap to my wifey, as I'm pretty sure you guys would do as well, because they play a, a huge role, bigger yeah. role than what we will. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because your wifey yeah. allows you to go train. And continue your journey to, you know, to, to take it to the level you want to take it to. Right. Your right. wifey allows you, Chicle, to go to work and help establish the future and help mold the future of your students that you have right now. Yeah. You know, my wifey allows me to conduct business and do what I have to do. So, I mean, it's, yeah. all, it, it, it's all, we, we serve to a bigger purpose is all I'm trying yeah. to say, man. And, and I think, too, like, just having heard your story, like, having your dad cheer you on even when you weren't performing or, or participating yet yes you, know, you weren't a final product <laughs> when you described yeah. that like feeling of no pressure like mm-hmm. i'm just going out there and excelling yep but no real like none i need to do this none I let a kid like it be stems, a kid it stems from that right yeah, like for sure dad wasn't yelling at you like come no. on do it you know you gotta do it like this oh right. no no he was man he was just happy i was doing it good doing something He's out there. hell yeah <laughs> Yeah. He's like, you're having fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Let's have more fun. Like, <laughs> he was cool like that. Super that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I tell you what, my, my dad was, my, my, well, my dad was, my, my dad is special. I was home uh, back in October uh, for a week or two. It was crazy. My, my parents, both of them, both of them, within a week of each other, called me. I tell, no, I didn't tell you guys this. Called me within a week of each other. Uh, I I have cancer. Mm. What? Uh, but but God, what are you doing? They you want they both got cancer the same time, same time. It's crazy because my parents they're divorced and uh, they they're civil. They speak to each other, 
and they both ran into each other at the at get radiation. I'm like, this is oh, no so bro. crazy. Blind date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fancy meeting you yeah, here. Yeah, fancy meeting you. What are you here for? Oh, you, know. you too? Yeah. Wait, that's how they found out about each other? Uh, I, you know, I know? think we. I think I. I may have, or one of my brothers, or we. You know, we we talked. They knew. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> oh it's just crazy. Gosh. They're both getting radiation at the same time at the same yeah. hospital and stuff, and, uh, and, and it's just wild. So I, I went back to uh, kind of seeing through the end of the process, and uh man, while, while I was there, it's just been like, man, some some stuff has changed. The high school is amazing, uh, doing a lot better. Still, so much room for improvement, but doing a lot better. Um, the city, man, it got hit hard by COVID. It's one of those t- uh, typical ha- capital cities um, where at one point it was the center of commerce and not so much anymore. Commerce is left. Commerce is left, and commerce mostly is in Philadelphia. Yeah, neighboring now. cities. Yeah, for sure. And um, oh, Harrisburg's the capital. Uh, I don't know much about Sacramento, but I feel like that might also be the case. It's no LA. It's no San Francisco. It's no San Diego. San Francisco. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I mean, that seems like affordable homes. (laughs) Once upon a time, it was the the pinnacle. Yeah. And that's why I was annoyed at the capital of the state. Yep. 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 So yeah, it it was a little difficult to see, but uh, uh, still a really great city. Bringing it back to Chula Vista, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your wife, your mm-hmm. family, the yeah. business that you guys have, the different ventures that you're you're involved with. Mm-hmm. So my wife grew up here, also a uh, a baron. Went to is Benita she really? Oh, nice! Hell yeah! Class of two thousand nine. No, she <laughs> <laughs> she grew up in uh, was she oh eight or something? Um, yeah, she graduated from Benita. And um, it's close, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's the school I'll, I'll I'll coach at your school." How's that been? How's that experience been? How are the kids towards you? Oh, they love me. Do they know who you are? Oh yeah, hell yeah! Every last one of them. It's it's cool. It's super cool. You know, it's it, I, I realized I was in student ministry before that, and um, it, it's it's cool when you know, an adult takes an interest in you, but it's a little different when somebody from TV a quote-unquote celebrity is uh is there like rooting for you and is on in your corner and texting you they man they they respond different they, it's amplified yeah everything is next level yeah 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 i uh it was one little girl on my wrestling team she decided she wasn't going to wrestle and um i go to the match and she's there and hanging out with the wrestling team She's in the tunnel, like clapping for everybody. I'm like, dude, what? What's going on? You should, you should, you should wrestle. She's like, ah, you know, I wrestled last year and I had fun, but I don't know. I just take this year off. I was like, why? She's like, well, I don't know. (laughs) You should wrestle. I'll be here. You sure? Yeah. She goes home and she's there on Monday. There it is. Nice. Her dad, her dad talks to me all the time. He's like, dude, she came home and she's like. Phil Davis told me I should wrestle. He's like, "You're going to wrestle." But did you make her run? <laughs> but did you make her run an extra mile? Oh, I should have. Uh, <laughs> I should have. Sounds like a seventh grader I know of. You're right. So uh, yeah, man, it's they, they, they love me and uh, and they listen. 
good. in there. You know, when I talk, I you know, they, it has so much more authority. When I speak into their life, they're like, dude, listen, you get this? And, I mean, door's wide open for you. That's you know, awesome. They know man. it's not just a, a thing that an adult says to you. It's, it's coming from. It's a, coming from experience. It's coming from experience. You know? So it, it, it's, it's great, man. I love it. I love it. It's, it's a weird way. I heard one of my, uh, heard one of my guys say it. He was like, man, when you start coaching, it's like the second chapter of your competing career because you get to build mm-hmm. like a, it's like a model car. You get to build it from the ground up yep. and, and then you race it and then it gets to the next level. You know, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that, that's, that's true. I want to yeah. do that. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to do that. And they just follow their career as they develop mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and even just how those lessons will parlay into something else in their life, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, and that is my whole point with participation. Not everybody is going to wrestle or play sports in college, but when you have that understanding that, that what you put in, wrestling is great for you know, a lot of people are on a football team that wins, but they know they didn't contribute mm-hmm. much. Wrestling, yeah. when you on that man, when you when you wrestle, no one can save you out there. It's you. It's you. And that's it. That's it. And uh, and you learn so much. My performance is based on how what I do in practice. It's based on everything that I put in. My weight's off. Uh, we had this guy on our team this year, and you know he was a pound over when he left practice. And the next day, an hour before weigh-ins, he's a pound over. And I'm like, "What? What happened? <laughs> I didn't eat anything, son. Listen, you ate something. You ate something. Flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> no, no, I didn't, Coach. I'm like, listen, listen, listen. Your fingers listen, are red. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I've been doing this for too long, man. I've been doing this for too long. Listen, it's okay. We we gotta we gotta accountability. Work. We gotta work, okay. So you know it, what you what you what you put into it is what you get out of it, and that's something that is universal for sure. Yep. And uh, accountability, yes, sir. That is so key. Uh, you know, uh, I I say when you when you wrestle, you you know so many skills that you don't know that you know. Mm. If you know how to wrestle, you know how to balance the checkbook, because if you only have 800 calories you can eat you can eat in that day yeah. well you start being real picky about what you eat real mm. picky you know okay this might be high in calories but it only weighs 0.2 ounces Man. maybe i can sneak it in <laughs> you know but you know i can't have this this whole meal okay cool well i'll just have the things that i can have have some water and be done and, and that, that level of accountability will follow you into everything into everything you've got your fingers in a lot of pots man i tried to when i first met you a few years ago we were in um, barrio logan we were at thorn brewing yeah um we're like oh my god oh, that's phil davis and then i think i think dominic was there too I was like oh yeah. my god that's dominic too. and we were fanboying out but then what i thought was really cool when we were done chopping it up like here man this is my card mm-hmm. and i looked at it I was like oh real estate agent oh real estate firm I was like, oh, I still have that card. It's, it's, it's in my dresser somewhere. Like, yeah, 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 I still got it. I was like, all right, cool. Um, your experiences, your upbringing, everything that you did that led you up to being who you are and what you've become now. Yeah. That probably puts you in a different mind, state of mind to like approach opportunities differently. Absolutely. Because we were talking before we even started about there's athletes out there that, you know, that want, mm-hmm. one trick ponies. 
Yeah. Like, you know, like they, they, they have that one specialty. They, they, they ride that bad boy until the end and that's a wrap. There's nobody there to help them up, like see them into the next opportunity, see them yep. into the next chapter in life. It seems like you, my man, you're like ridiculously prepared for anything that comes your way. Uh, I mean, spiritually. <laughs> start somewhere. COVID, it starts COVID somewhere. Is, COVID is testing your theory. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I just, I just never wanted to be one of those athletes that goes bankrupt shortly after. Mm. Was that a driving force? Was that something that you legitimately he, had in he, the back well, of your mind? It's one of those things. That, you know, I never wanted to be an average athlete. If I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna be good. That's it. I'm not gonna be running the mill guy. And uh, same thing. I'm not. I just. I didn't want to be one of those people that didn't manage their money and yeah. and doesn't have that next chapter figured out. And uh, it's not entirely like mapped out, planned out, down to the the T. But it's you know got some things in place. Yeah, we were chopping it up earlier about stock markets. Yeah, I mean, not just anybody gets involved with stock markets. You got to have right. a legitimate interest in it for one, and. Uh, you got to have an understanding for it, man. It's sure. not just some shit that he's like, oh, I got $5,000. I'm going to throw it here. Right. And I got $5,000. I'm going to throw it there because yeah. pretty in a week, a matter of a week, that full, those $5,000 will be gone. Could be gone. You know what I'm saying? So it's yes. like, I like that about you, man. Yeah. From the first time I met you to the last time we hung out yeah. till today, I just feel like all of these dots that are just thrown, uh, uh, thrown on the table, they yeah. all connect. Yeah. You know, like for you, I feel like it's one thing has led to another, has led to another, has led mm -hmm. to another. Y your wife and yourself own, own a, the baddest fucking sandwich shop in South Bay. And I don't Thank say you. I love sandwiches, man. I love yeah. soups. I love I love salads. And, and you guys encompass all of those things. And you can ask my wife. You can ask my mom. Like, I love sandwiches, soups, yeah. and salads. That's I can I can live off of that forever. Right. And what you and your wife you have and the that Hungry Hanks on 3rd Avenue is perfect bro thank you like thank if you, i can ever you. like replicate something like that i'm like that's it that's what i would want to do if i ever started yeah. any other venture like that's something i would want to like right. be like yeah and that ultimately like being on third avenue we shared that same like uh that same zip code of uh, operating yeah. a business being an entrepreneur yep. you know and, and our crowd our past eventually crossed and now we have a beer together bro yeah you know like i mean like there's no cooler there, there's no bigger accolade or, or bar that I can reach as a business owner than to yeah. link up with another business owner who has the same mentality and the same drive and the same community goals that I do yeah. and ultimately like birth a product together, birth something and build our brands yeah. together. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. You know, so my wife, uh, she, she is the product of like three generations of just uh awesome business women and, and and men her her uh grandparents came over from korea and um they just decided oh, we you know we're we want to buy business and you know put get after it and so they they bought this business and i'm pretty sure the name was hungry hanks at that time and they took it over and they've been running it and it's been uh, 40 years as of wow, January. That's fucking awesome. That's 40 awesome. years Dang. in January. Sandwiches, bro. Sandwiches, <laughs> bro. 40 so, years of being in the family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so. Um, that creates a culture. It does. That creates expectation. Man, and, and I, I tell you what, you starting a business and, and, and buying a business, you have different challenges. 
But man, when I tell you uh, the customer base is so loyal. Loyal, bro. Loyal. Man, just so, I'm just so overwhelmed and thankful for the people. Not not like our, our customers, the, some of the newer customers. Uh, yes, I'm thankful for them. Not for sure. <laughs> but uh, people, I, so many times, I can't even count how many times I've heard this. And they're like, man, like, man, I grew up going to that restaurant. And now I have a whole new reason to go to that restaurant because you ordered. That's awesome. Yeah, man. My, it's still, you know, in the family. And, uh, you know, like people tell me, oh, one of my teammates, Rolando Perez, uh, yeah, no. went to Chula Vista uh, uh, High School right around the corner from Hungry Hanks. And he's like, man, we used to always like go there after school before football games. That's awesome. And and now you own it. That's crazy to me. I'll say, yeah. That's well, you told me, you, you, to me. you're an owner <laughs> that I was like, damn, homie, I didn't know you were that. I used to work at a, at a bank here. I was in finance before. And um, it was on Third Avenue. Yeah. And our lunch breaks were at Hunger Hanks, man. We'd go to, we'd yeah. call in, hey, can I get, let me get that pastrami, uh, uh, yeah. sourdough, double meat, la la la, whoop de woo. Yeah. That was my shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, still that's it. That's yeah, still it's still my shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's just so, it's just such a great community story. It really is, man. It, it legitimately a, and, is. And I'm so thankful because I, a married into that story and, and I moved here and so now I'm a part of the Chula Vista story yes you are and, and, and now I'm bringing uh, new you know new eyes to it and you know, now we're a black owned business mm-hmm. and, and, and so now we're getting different traffic and it's like man this is I'm just so there was so much that happened prior to me becoming a part of it and I'm just so thankful for the community of Chula Vista for supporting it all during COVID like you know so many businesses have closed we're very yeah, fortunate, my brother. Very we're very fortunate. fucking fortunate very that we're fortunate. still here. We're still yes. operating. We're still yes, doing the yes, thing. Yes. It's I don't know too many people that I know, yeah. like, whether they wanted to or not, they had to throw in that towel. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. It hurts. It does. Because it it's, to no, I mean, that could happen to anybody. Anybody. That could happen to anybody. Anybody. You know, I don't, I don't care what you're bringing to the table. Yep. I mean, sometimes shit just goes sideways and we can't control it. Cannot. Yep. Uh, I think that's true. But. I think it goes back to the story of having that that drive, right? To see things through and, yeah. and like your coach once told you, like just don't ever quit. Never quit. You know, you find a way to keep it going. And I think there are times when, when some things fail, like, yeah, some of it is out of our control, but sometimes it's it's our ego that's yeah. out of control. Yeah. You know, and yep. it gets in the way. And I think what I've seen in, in both of your businesses, because I I think right around the time I met you, I heard about your sandwich shop. I, yeah. I think your wife had posted something, yep. and and I remember the caption was so cool. I reposted it, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you and, for that. and I think it, it's like we all attract similar energies, right? Yeah, like, legitimately, like ways of being, mm-hmm. ways of thinking, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's part of the success. You know, people want to get behind yeah. things that they can feel. Yes. You know, and they can yes. trust. And, and you talked about that throughout your whole story. There's been people in your life that mm-hmm. you, they said something where you trusted them mm-hmm. and, and you gave them everything you had. Yep. You know, not yep. knowing that that would take you to the next level. Right. You know, and I, I think that's what I, I love about the people, the two of you and, and other people that I associate with, that that's, that's who they are too. Mm-hmm. You know, they do it because... They can and they want to, not because like, oh, if I do that, I'm going to get that 
that thing, that shiny thing right, right going to unlock this. Tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Because I imagine in, in, in your game of fighting, like yeah. a lot of guys are so driven by that, that once yeah. they can't have it, it, it's a downward spiral. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of those guys. They lose that fire, yeah. right? And that's what it, that, for me, it was never, when you grow up, when you grow up wrestling, there's no promise of fame or <laughs> there's no, I mean, girls don't like cauliflower ear. Yeah, no. If you, wanna, I don't know. If, Mario Lopez did pretty well, but yeah. AC Slater, man, <laughs> another Chula Vista grad. Oh, AC Slater. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you there's just, yeah, it definitely worked out for him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. I, I met, I met, uh, <laughs> I met Mario Lopez uh, at a UFC event, and I was like, dude, uh, I didn't start wrestling because of you. But I was like, if AC can do it, this is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, but you were like, going. it kept me going. He made it cool. Bayside Tigers. Cool. Bayside Tigers. Bayside Tigers, <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah man. Awesome. Man, uh, I, I just know that a lot of people celebrate, like, as soon as I, we, we, we put out that we're, we're going to be linking up with you guys and making up here, they were happy. They were yeah. like, there, there was nothing better for people to get behind than two Chula Vista owned breweries, right. or businesses, rather, that got together and created one thing. Right, you know, and at that point, I was like, "Yeah, this is, this is what we're about." You well, know, like we're we're about the community. If if COVID is good for, I mean, there's several things that COVID actually brought out that were very positive, very like positive for sure, very positive. And one of them is a reset and a focus towards community mm-hmm. and small business and, and and the people in our community. What do they do and how you know their business. And, and there's nothing wrong with big business, and um, I don't know anyone who is uh, against getting Amazon Prime. Shit. Working at UPS, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that are heavily okay. in favor of fucking Amazon Prime. But it's, it, 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 our small business, they, I mean, you hear this all the time uh, politically, but it, we're, it's the backbone of America, you know, just being... The more interconnected we are in our community, the better off we are. We lose ourselves and we segregate ourselves and we isolate ourselves. And st- when we focus on the the big picture, but when we focus on who's actually in our community, what are we actually doing? How can I support my neighbor? Oh, my neighbor has this business. I can go to McDonald's or I can go support my neighbor's business because I everything's going out of business right now. Yeah. I'm going to go to them. Yep. That makes all the difference. All the difference, and and truth of the matter is, uh, I really, I really hope that this continues on. Uh, we've been, when we're not just uh, you know talking about it, we do it. We, so we've been like, I mean, we've we've been visiting my wife and I. She keeps yeah, she 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 will go and map out a, a list of businesses Hell yeah. that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> And, and that's just that's what we do that's what we do bro that's what we do we Ooh. can't just talk about it we legitimately have to be about yes. it and you got to make sure you yes. you post it and you we yes. what, whatever like following or what or whatever influence we have on people and whatever. what we say you got to fucking use it yes we take every sunday we take the kids to a local ice cream shop whether it's an ib for oasis ice cream or yeah. we go to national city for nina franks we yeah. go out and we take them and we, we do our best to like promote amongst our friends and then it just starts a little snowball effect, Phil. Yep. And it just keeps going. And then like one week later, I'll see some of the homies like, oh, we went here now. Oh, I'm doing that. I was like, all right, good. We just got to keep that yep. shit going. Keep it going. You know? Yep. Keep it going. I got a grocery store I go to in Bonita. And it's just, 
I mean, it's just tiny little spot. Uh, it's in like uh, the little Bonita Plaza with the with the Hans and uh, Harry's. No, oh, right there with Hans. The one you know, it's yeah. right in the corner. That's what I was yeah. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, it's so well enough. Hans and Harry's, Hans and Harry's Playboy. Ooh. You want to not make That's wait a for a note. fight? You want to not make <laughs> wait for get that fruit, fresh fruit strudel? You already know. <laughs> you already know the apple tart. Stop. Oh, oh, stop it, bro. Yeah, dollar ninety nine. Should I get need seven? To be talking about that. <laughs> we don't even need to be talking oh, about fuck. that. Yeah. Uh, so I go there and I, I get some stuff from them. Uh, I stop at the Starbucks. Uh, you know, I, I do Bikram yoga there. Nice. You know, uh, you get fruit from that little fruit vendor that's always slinging. Yeah, he gets yes, down, I do. Yeah, that's the guy. We got the mangoes. That's the, my, that's the guy. The, the mango guy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's so, uh, you know, it's funny. Funny story. So my, <laughs> my mother in law, she's like, She's she low-key fruit snob, right? She's a low-key fruit snob, right? And so she uh so I came home with some mangoes. Where are they from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, where'd you she's so my, my, my mother-in-law is Korean. She was born in Korea. And I it's just my just my personal opinion. Everybody should have a Korean mother-in-law. It <laughs> it's humbling. Yeah, you know, she'll say much. It's all with the eyes. Mm. <laughs> it's all with the eyes. She goes, oh, where'd you get these? I was like, oh, so you know the uh, the dude, he's right next to the post office? He's right next to the post office. You know where uh, Hungry Hair is right there? She's like, oh, okay. Okay. That's it. That's all yeah. she said. That's all she said. Was, was like, that the approval look or was that with the disapproval look? That was like, you challenging me. Oh. <laughs> oh you challenging me. You're going to one-up me on the mango game. <laughs> right. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, she sliced those bad boys up with a mango that she picked from the store. <laughs> side by side, side bro. Side by side. Side <laughs> by side. Nice. She was like, taste this. Oh, okay. This is good. I taste this. <laughs> yeah. The one she picked. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it tastes good. Yeah. This mango. Mango's a mango. <laughs> mango. But which one tastes better? I don't know. The second one was good, too. People, which one's better? <laughs> I don't know. Second one? That's what I thought. <laughs> that's yes, what the, I thought. The second one, mother-in-law. Yeah. The second one. Second, the one you brought out. The one you brought out. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know which one was mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great community that's that we're a I part thought. of, man. It's yeah, Legitimately, it it's a great community that you both, that all of us are a part of, man. Chiglis, his his roots are firmly based and planted in, in, in Paradise Hills. You yeah. know, and this, this past Sunday after we took the kids to Need Franks for some ice cream, we drove out. To my first home with my parents, you know, my my parents bought their first home in Paradise Hills, uh, near like St. Michael's Church, and we're just driving around, cruising around, and like, showed the kids this is where Daddy lived, you know, yeah. this is this is when I was your age, this is where I was playing outside and with yeah. the neighbors, Allah. And then my my wife, she's from Lincoln Acres in, in National City. Oh, nice. So we cruised out to Lincoln Acres, yeah. and she was like, "This is where Mama played. Like this is where I was, and I had friends here. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to show these little weenies, yeah. man. Like this is where Mom and yep. Dad are from. You know, mm-hmm. like take it for what it's worth. But this is these are the the the, the experiences that." went into us and built who we are as a parent now, yeah. you know? Yeah, and now, yeah, like, yeah. these little guys, I knock on wood and hopefully think we're raising them the right way where when they grow up, like, this is the home where we grew up, you know? Yeah. And, like, and it just goes on and on. And pride, yeah. pride of community, man. Yeah. There's a lot to be proud about here in the lot South Bay. There's of. a lot to be proud of in the South it's Bay. It's funny you say that. I, I just did that when I was home in uh, in October. I took my boys with me. Nice. And um, it was funny. So my son still had distance learning, right? And so... <laughs> He would have to go to school. Yeah, he had to get up early. Huh? <laughs> no, or late, 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 late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so school started <laughs> at uh, 11.30 and oh, it went till like damn. 5.30. And we got back. It's and, a long uh, fucking day. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the end time sucks, but the start time is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> 8.30, No, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, when I got back at the older tortoise, she was like, oh my God. Oh my God, you should have just told me. You should have just, I was like, nah, it's all good. You know, I wanted them to stay engaged. Yeah. And, um, but while I was there, it was great. I took them, like, they they know I love to hike. So in the morning, I'd get them up and we'd go out and I took them to City Island. And there's like an island in, in, the, in the middle of the city. There's a, well, there's a river in the middle of the city, Susquehanna River. And um, so, and there's an island in the middle of the river. So I took them out on the, on the river and crossed the bridge and we're walking across it was beautiful, man. Beautiful. The leaves are turning red, and they're like, "Daddy, why? Oh, what's why? Did, why does it look like that? <laughs> Daddy, what? What is this? Mm-hmm. There's, there's the leaves are it's falling. Like, it's nature, and, Papa. It's nature. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. They I've never experienced anything like that. I got some beautiful pictures. The sunset, and they're out in the river, and I was like, "Yeah, man. Me and Uncle Johnny and Uncle Joffrey, we used to walk over here." around city island and go see a baseball game and do this and that go to the batting cages that's awesome man yeah really just show them just show them the whole hood and just show them where i'm from what do they think of daddy being a champion man so my oldest boy he he's like he's like yeah he's like this guy he's super into like pokemon he's he's super smart and he is just uh and as far as athletically he's like i didn't even explain to him that i fight period didn't didn't explain to him because it's a little bit scary oh for sure it's a little bit scary uh i see a lot of guys you know they bring their kids to the fight oh, man, I, don't, I don't know I don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know if that's a good idea but sure uh it's always great when it works out when it works wow. out uh, i've seen it when it doesn't Ugh. and i'm like yeah know. you know like rough. it's just I just I don't I don't want to I never want to put my kid through that so I never I never told him I fight and then uh, he, when he was in first grade he um he came home he was like daddy my friend said they saw you on TV oh hmm, that's weird what are they watching cops what are they, what are they? <laughs> 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 so I'm messing with him like oh, what are you, what are you talking about they saw me on TV what was I doing they said you were fighting 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 that's illegal you know I wouldn't do anything illegal <laughs> yeah I know daddy. But they said they saw you fighting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll check it out later. You know. And, just, and so you know, I kind of show him what I do. Brush it off. And yeah, and my son, he's just truly not that. My oldest boy, he he's just truly not that interested. You know. And so now, of course, he's in, he's in third grade, so he he comprehends what I do, and uh, all of his memories of seeing me in the gym hitting bags makes sense to him now. Mm. At the time, meant nothing, absolutely nothing. He seen me sparring, he seen me grappling, meant nothing because all those are all daddy's friends. And even though you know I'm, I'm sparring and hitting people, he's like, "Oh, this is so cool." All right, yeah. I'm going to go play Pokemon. <laughs> I had no interest. Next, yeah. None. He's all just daddy hanging out with his friends. You know, probably everybody else's daddy hangs out with their friends and they, they probably punch each other. You know, like it, it was nothing weird about that. And then, uh, you know, I, I would show him um, like little clips and highlights. And he's like, oh, my God, dad. Oh, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, 
it, it, it is weird to that's him. That's awesome, though, man. That's it fucking is. awesome. It, it it is it to see my my oldest boy just kind of like come you know aware. Uh, I feel, really feel like for him, that was definitely the better way to go. My youngest son, he's just like he, he's just not the same. He is just <laughs> man. He's just rough and tough and mean. And so, he sees me in the gym hitting a bag. He wants to put on his glove Hell and yeah, start hitting the bag. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's just, he's just like, he's just like that. No matter, he's like, uh, my older son, he's more introvert like me. My youngest son, whatever he does, he's like, oh, come on, daddy, let's, let's watch this. Hey, daddy, let's, uh, let's, let's, I want you to ride my bike with me. Well, I, well, I can't really ride it with you, but <laughs> <laughs> everything is with him. Everything the is hero, with him. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything is with him. So, you know, he if he sees me doing it, he's doing. It. I'm doing push ups. He's doing push ups. You know, it's nice. Yeah. So, different story. That guy. No greater feeling. No, no greater feeling, man. Mm -mm. Ah, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. Next fight. Next fight. When's that coming up for you? Still don't know. COVID is raging. Inauguration is happening. Riots are happening. People storming capitals. That's some foreshadowing, homie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the riots are stop markets collapsing. No, 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 no. You got to get up. Stop early markets rising. It is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, certain, there's certain things that can. <laughs> it is. There's money to be made right now, man. You got to pay attention. Yeah. Got to keep an ear. Yeah, you have to. And so, uh, Matt, you know, uh, with everything going on, I I was supposed to. I got I got told. Just, you know, kind of be ready in January and February. Okay. And um, that was back in October. October, November. November yeah. So um, they, they, oh, and they, they kind of said it most likely would be a title fight. Nice. So. Get it. Um, since then, I mean, they'll, they'll give you plenty of notice for a big fight. And I haven't gotten any notice, so most likely it's not going to happen in January. And also, most likely not in February either. Uh, it's just that, well, what, was it 10 days left, 11 days left in January? It ain't happening. Uh, if they say, oh, you're fighting January 31st, ain't happening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, most likely it's not going to happen in February. So, probably, I mean, at this point, I want to say probably March. Hopefully then uh, we will have more uh, vaccine engagement and more people uh, getting the vaccine, yes, sir. get some numbers going down, get some positives, and then uh, we will move out of the purple tier. Yeah. I mean, honestly, people don't seem to understand and grasp that what's going on is actually working. It is. You know, heavy is a head who wears a crown. Mm. And I feel bad for Gavin Newsom. Yeah, you know, oh I I understand I understand the hatred. I understand the yeah. the the the, understand all the negativity going at him. I get it, but every to every story's got two sides, man. Oh, and on and that other side, it's like this guy is legitimately looking at the spectrum of things going on in his state, and he's yep. got to make some decisions. And I can tell you, I'm not benefiting from yep. any of his fucking decisions. Yeah. Every decision that yep. he has made has put your business. Yeah. My bit, all of our hardship, businesses, and through hardship, bro. Yeah, we're not we're not coming out of this thing smelling like flowers. But I also understand why he's doing it. Yeah, and you're also here have hosting a podcast alive. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is important yeah, as a result of 
certain things being put into place, you know? Sure, we're no longer in the studio inside the brewery. You know, we're in a treehouse. But you know what? In all honesty, I I, I enjoy this treehouse atmosphere, bro. You know? This might might end up being the better spot. This this shit might just be the permanent location for Emo Brown. I'm telling you. I get the neighbors walking bright, bro. They're all looking and just like taking pictures. Like, what's going on in there? We're in the middle of our winter. In San Diego, yeah, bro, so, it's sixty degrees and we are outdoors. So cold. <laughs> I got so my thicker jacket on. So I'm it, it got good. warm. I know I'm good. It got warm. It got Dude, warm. I'm a little hot. Right <sighs> <now>. <laughs> Phil Davis, it's yeah. it, honestly, bro. I'm proud to know you, man. Thank I, you. I'm, I'm excited to 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 get to know your background, everything that led to who you are now, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, a, as a business owner, as a husband, as a father, as a community yeah. leader. Those are all things that that now post pandemic I weigh on a much larger scale, man. Yeah. Those are those are those are attributes that they, they don't just develop overnight, man. You've been legitimately grinding. You've been in a position where people around you have built you to the person that you are yeah. now. And I'm I'm proud to know you, man. You're a good dude. I'm happy that 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 our brewery Three Punkales and your business, Hunger Hanks Deli, came together and made the Hanks but no Hanks yes. beer with the fucking Awesome artwork by El Compita Chicle. Chicle. Dude, all of these things it. just all came together. Yeah. And you can only get that beer at Hungry Hanks on 3rd Avenue at the yeah, Dally, bro. Third 3rd Avenue or... Go ahead. Third part, th- three, three punk sales. Oh, no, we don't sell it, bro. I want all that shit coming to you. Oh. I, we don't sell it. People what? come in and bust our balls. Why don't you guys sell the four pack? I said, it's not for us. Yeah. I said, no, that, that, you want the four pack? I said, yeah. To be you fair, draft? To be fair, that beer... Tastes a lot better. Go ahead. When you have it with the salmon. Mm. And I would recommend. Go ahead. Yep. Which one? The I want to hear you. Who? Ah, you ain't never had no hangster fool. That's the one we had. <laughs> no, we. That's I, the one I, I had. Yeah, maybe you. That's the one I I haven't I had. had that one. I'm you gonna, had the pastrami. Is that the one with bacon, turkey, bacon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it looked good in the picture. <laughs> no, no, no. Let no, me no. tell you. Turkey, bacon. That's the, uh, that's the wild turkey. That's a good one. Wild turkey. The wild turkey is a really yeah, good one. I haven't had the hangster there. The hangster's the new nah, one. Nah, the hangster. Ooh. Tell is. me about the hangster. How's that break down? How's that break down, fool? And am I getting it toasted That's or what? Ten out of ten. Yes, you are. I got am I toasted? getting that shit yes, toasted? You are All getting right. it toasted hot. And you know what? I wasn't sure what to get, mm-hmm. but the young lady that that rang us up that day. Yeah. Steve and I went. Oh yeah, that's that a day. different story, yeah. bro. We that's a whole different that story. <laughs> and you gotta tell me about that's the, the one she recommended. Yeah, and she said, you know what? This one's pretty popular. It's really good. You should yeah. try that one. If it's your first time, try this that. This is one. the one. Yeah, I'm hooked. That's it. She was like, you there's know no what? other sandwich. I, I tell you, I, I, love, I mean, there are, but I love banana mine. peppers. Yeah, but I tell you, I never really loved banana peppers until I had the hangster. I was like, God, dog. These things are amazing on this sandwich. Amazing. We cruised in, bro. We cruised in. You know, it was the first day that uh, you were selling the, the, the four packs at, at, at the spot. So the young lady ah, killed it, bro. She fucking killed it. We were like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get the hot pastrami, provolone, double meat, toasty, rah, rah, rah. Give me a pint of that potato salad, like please. 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. That doesn't change. Let yeah. me get a chicken noodle soup. And she's like, you guys want this four pack? And we were like, what? She's like, do you guys want to buy this four pack? This, 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 this <laughs> she is, didn't know. She was like, she was, you, she was like, this four pack. she's like, this is, this is like, the Hank, Hank, he, he, the Hank, Hank, uh, Hank's but no Hank's beer is a product of a brewery here in Chula Vista, Three Punkales, and us here with Phil Davis on the front, and la la la. And we're like, you know what? Yeah, let me buy a four pack. 
She's like, she sold us a four pack. She's like, you bought a four pack? Oh, for sure. Of your beer? Yes. And she was like, oh, and this beer is like, and she, bro, tell me she didn't go into breaking down the flavor profile. She's like, it's a light beer, it's a lager, and this. I'm like. I said, you know what? You're killing it. I said, you're killing it. And she's like, I told her, it's like, this this young man designed the the beer label that you're looking at. That's my brewery. We all, oh, that's so awesome. She killed it, bro. She sold us. She she upsold us on a beer. See, you know what? See, uh, back to the point about family. You know, we, we, we drive that home and our, you know, we, we only, right now, I think we have like six employees. So, so we keep it real tight and, um, you know, we just real with them. You know, like, man, like, we're working with our friends down 3rd Avenue, and, and this is important to us. And they get it. They get it. They, you know, they're, they're part of this community, too. So, you know, we, 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 just, we just keep it rolling them. They're great staff, great, great staff. We love them. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's I'm sure you feel the same way. When you have people that you can trust to, to, to run your business while you're not there, that is Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Yeah. Peace of mind. Unlocks a whole new level of, of operating a business, man. Yes. You got to have that appreciate squad for sure. So much. And especially like, uh, you know, during COVID, um, before anything, uh, we gave everybody a raise. And we were like, listen, like this is, I mean, I guess hazard pay. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we appreciate you guys for being here. Like you you could you could be at home. You know, and you're here. And uh, and for a lot of people, it was, you know, I don't know. You might have made out better financially had you stayed at home. Yeah. And they were like, no, nah, we'd rather be here. And it was like, man, like, uh, I thank you. Like, thank you for that. Thank you for that, man. Like, yeah. we, I just appreciate you. So, yeah, we have, we just have, we have a great staff. We love them. Really appreciate it. Even the new people. New people, because what happens when you create this culture? They step into it and they're like, oh, okay. This isn't like working at a Walmart. You don't just like. This is how we do things yeah, here. You don't just screw over the boss when the boss isn't around. He's like, not looking. Phil's we, not here. Drink the beer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, they're they great, great, just great staff. Love them. Phil Davis. You'll always have us in your corner, bro. We're, we're always going to be here for you guys, for the business, for you as a fighter. Whatever event you take in, you're a Chula Vista local now, bro. And we, we got you. your back through thick and thin, whatever it is. Thank you for cruising out, man, and, and hanging out in the treehouse with us, bro. We we truly appreciate it. Thank you, man. I, I will never turn that opportunity to hang out with Emo Brown. Homie, we're going to have you back in. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, there's still a lot there's more There's a layers, lot more to man. layers. More. Yeah, man, you a big old onion, and we're just barely <laughs> peeling it back. We're just yeah. barely peeling the first layer back, man. Thank you very much for cruising yeah. through, man, and we appreciate you. Thank you. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at EmoBrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Hop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. Blasting through high. I don't mean put the boo. Yeah, but I'm a with the one.